Hey, it's Julie, and welcome to the podcast. All right, well, we are recognizing Black History Month in Canada and the U.S. this February, and I wanted to create this episode to talk about a pattern that I have noticed with clients and also give you some tips if this happens to be something that sounds familiar to you too. So today I want to discuss how our good friends, our sneaky little saboteurs, can actually prevent us from doing the courageous anti-racism work that we need to do. They can actually hold us back from telling others about our actual lived experiences. So I have to confess that in the last seven months, I've had more anti-racism conversations than I have in my entire life. And as I say that out loud, I feel excited and equally embarrassed. I'm embarrassed because this is something that was not in my consciousness and I didn't understand how much I was benefiting from white privilege. But then I'm pleased on the other side of the coin because I know that now that it is in my consciousness, it is easier and easier to have the conversations. Hand on my heart, right now, I've got my right hand on it and my left hand, I promise you it gets easier. So if this is something that you have resisted or struggled with, I promise you just keep leaning in and it gets easier. So I wanted to uh, really make sure that I keep the momentum forward of what's in my consciousness, and this was the perfect month to go ahead and do that. So here is a look at what you're going to learn today. In the first segment, I'm going to explain the scenario, how it shows up, and how our saboteurs get involved. Then in the second segment, I'm going to explain the scenario from the BIPOC perspective. In the third segment, I'm going to explain the scenario from a white person's perspective. And then in segment four, I'm going to share four tips that you can use to address this nasty situation. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? So first off, I want to acknowledge that I have both BIPOC and white clients. So I don't want to say it's a 50-50 split. I would guess it's slightly uh, more leaning to white clients than I do as members of the BIPOC community. I've actually never really done the math, but I would say it's more like a 60-40 type split. And now as far as listening to the podcast, that I don't know because I don't get metrics on my downloads. However, I would guess that it's somewhere near that mix and breakdown of who's listening. So as I was scripting this episode, I really wanted to make sure that there was something in here for everyone. And in reality, let's be real, we all deal with saboteurs. It doesn't matter what your experience is. No one, unfortunately, is immune to saboteurs. So starting with a little refresher, we all know what saboteurs are, right? They are the little tiny voices inside our head that show up and want to protect us when we're about to step outside our comfort zone and do something courageous. They show up when we're scared. They show up when we're doing something new. And they are responsible for such unhelpful advice and thinking patterns and messages such as, who do you think you are? If you do that, 
people are going to laugh at you. No one cares about your opinion or wants to hear from you. You are an imposter. You got here by accident. And one day, somebody's going to expose you and the fact that you don't know as much as you should, and then you'll really be humiliated. Do you recognize any of these messages? Now, I use the term saboteur, and you can use that, or you can also call them, call it your ego, your mini-me, your inner critic, or your itty-bitty shitty committee. Doesn't matter what you call it, we all have saboteurs. And the thing is, they never actually really go away, and that's because they serve a function. They typically carry a benefit and a cost to us. There's something in there that we need to hear that is a concern, but a strength overused becomes a weakness, and a weakness revealed becomes a strength. So the key here is to make these voices and messages conscious, right? To start to recognize them so that we don't have to act, or in this case, be silenced by them. In this episode, I want to talk specifically about one of your saboteurs and how it shows up in conversations around race or in being an advocate for anti-racism. Now, I don't claim to be an expert in this topic, not at all, but I have had lots of interactions and conversations with friends, with clients, with peers, and it has helped me over the last six, seven months to really understand what a lot of the common barriers are here. And I want to pass on what I've observed as common concerns and a specific saboteur message. Now, please know that I'm right here beside you on this journey. And if I get something wrong in this episode, if I miss the mark, please let me know. My intentions here are really to serve. My intentions are positive and they are to help out. All right. I also know saying that, that I am a white woman and I do have a slightly greater percentage of white clients than BIPOC clients. So this episode may not be equally weighted to share both perspectives or tips that are equally relevant to everyone. So actually, well, I can pretty much guarantee that it won't be. However, please know that my intention is to share and provide value to everyone and to give practical tips that everyone can use at some point in the future. Okay, so the specific pattern that I want to discuss that seems to be coming up is a scenario presents itself as an opportunity to speak up and either share an opinion, share a lived experience, ask a question, speak up and express a concern, or to educate or correct someone if they state something that's incorrect. And in those moments, we get that opportunity, right? The scenario shows up. We have the opportunity to speak up and say something. We have the urge inside us. And yet, we are completely frozen or paralyzed and unable to speak up. All right, that's the scenario that shows up. Now, we are frozen because it's our saboteurs that show up in that moment, specifically this one, this stay quiet saboteur that I'm naming. And we're going to look at how this stay quiet saboteur shows up in two different perspectives.
All right, so I set up the scenario in the last segment. Here you are, you have the opportunity to speak up. And you know inside, you did that internal gut check. Yep, I definitely want to say something in this moment. It feels right. However, you're frozen, you're stuck, you're paralyzed. And here's what the scenario could be. It could be an opportunity where you want to speak up and correct someone who's shared misinformation. Could be an opportunity to share a personal experience around something that's being discussed because you feel like it's going to add context or help someone really uh, land the learning. Or it could be just a chance to provide advice of what someone else could do because this happens to be an area of expertise for you. Now remember, as BIPOC, you are always, 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 always at choice to speak up or to not speak up, especially in the workplace. And if you decide that the psychological safety needed isn't there, or if you feel like you would be putting yourself at risk for speaking up, or quite frankly, if you just feel general fatigue and disdain by constantly having to educate white people, then you are 100, well, 1,000, 1,000% justified to stay quiet. You always have this choice, always, always, always. However, in this scenario that I'm talking about, I'm not talking about those instances where you don't feel safe or you don't feel like you want to speak up. I'm talking about the scenario when you do want to say something, but you just feel stuck and you don't know how to get started, all right? So I'm addressing this situation where you do want to speak up and here's what your stay quiet saboteur might show up and say. Don't make any waves here. You know, you don't want people to think that you're difficult or that you're a whistleblower, do you? Do you really want to rock the boat here and then they're all going to tiptoe around you or walk on eggshells around you in the future. That's going to really suck and feel like you're singled out. Or it might sound like this, you know, maybe it's the best thing to just stay quiet here and stay safe and just fly under the radar. We'll let somebody else take care of it and speak up later on. Do any of these saboteur messages sound familiar to you? Have you experienced them? And how have they held you back? Remember, this is a moment where you have decided you want to say something, but you felt paralyzed to be able to say what you wanted in that moment. And the question is, do you ever look back and then regret not speaking up in that moment? What other sneaky kind of saboteur messages have you experienced at work? Have you seen the stay quiet saboteur in action? Well, if you haven't yet, you probably will now. So take a minute right now and write down any of these experiences that have come up and any of these specific messages. Now in this segment, we're going to look at the same scenario, but we're going to look at it from a white person's perspective. And what I've noticed with clients is when they talk about this scenario and the messages from their stay quiet saboteur, the messages are slightly different, all right? And I'm setting this up a little bit different because I said earlier in the previous segment 
that if you are BIPOC, then you always, always have the choice to not say something if you don't feel psychologically safe. Always, all right? You don't ever put yourself at risk. And if you have fatigue over educating white people, you can tap out and you can feel good about that, okay? As white people, we have lived with white privilege our whole life. And we have a responsibility not just to speak up, but to always speak up. Choosing our scenarios of when to speak up and when not to speak up is exercising white privilege. So we always, always, always have to speak up, all right? Now, sometimes we have these same scenarios, right? We have an opportunity to say something. We do that check-in inside. Yep, this is definitely something I want to speak up and say. But we feel frozen and we feel paralyzed. And in these moments, it's typically our stay quiet saboteur. And this is the message that it might have for you. All right? One. Oh, I'm afraid of saying the wrong thing here. I'm afraid of making things even worse than they are. I'm afraid that if I say something, I will embarrass myself or embarrass someone else or make them feel singled out. I'm afraid of getting it wrong and embarrassing everyone in this situation. And then they're going to question me as an ally when I actually am and I do care. So the overarching message in all of these scenarios is it typically, and I've noticed this a lot, every saboteur message seems to start with, I'm afraid. And the overarching message in all of these scenarios is you better play it safe and not say anything at all. All right. So I want to check in. Do you ever hear any of these saboteur messages? Do they resonate with you? I hear these exact comments literally coming from clients all the time. And here's the thing to remember, that because these messages are coming from our stay quiet saboteur, they are not facts. They are just beliefs. Your saboteur doesn't want you to be uncomfortable, right? Doesn't want you to take any risks. Doesn't want you to step outside your comfort zone. And I need you to really get conscious here. And I need you to start to recognize these saboteur messages. And as soon as we make them conscious, that's how we address them and overcome them. All right, now let's get you some tips to deal with these nasty, stay quiet saboteurs when they show up. Tip number one is something that you are clearly an expert in by now because I know that you just finished episode 198 on relationship design. And as you're listening to this episode, you were thinking to yourself, you know, relationship design would be the perfect tool to use here. And guess what? You're right. It is the perfect tool to use here. And you can do it when you're in a one-on-one meeting, when you're setting up your relationship design agreement, or when you want to add something to it later on, or you're doing a redesign. This is a great opportunity to initiate a conversation. And hey, for those of you in North America who are celebrating Black History Month, guess what? This is a great opportunity to open up the conversation. Tip number two asking permission, one of my favorite meta tools. 
if you want to have a conversation and you're not sure the other person wants to have a conversation, you simply ask permission. I know it's not quite rock and science as a skill. A lot of these coaching tools that we teach, these meta skills, they're really simple, very capped and obvious. Asking permission is quite simply asking permission. So you're in a Monday team meeting and it could look like this. I want to take a moment to acknowledge the specific incident that happened over the weekend. Let's say something was on the news that happened. And I want to dedicate some time in our meeting to discuss it. I want to hear from anyone who wants to speak or anyone who has an experience or a perspective that they want to share. Now, personally, I find that asking permission, asking if someone wants to discuss something, is a better conversation starter than trying to force a topic into a conversation and try to make it happen. Because everyone is aware when we try to do that, and it's better to just really be clear, be conscious, put it on the table, and name it. And maybe even add it to an agenda if you do that. All right, tip number three is to presence our saboteurs. Now, of course, we really need psychological safety for this one. I always suggest to exercise caution when you're starting to talk about voices inside your head at work. You know, these are, these are interesting times with a lot of people working from home, all right? So it could look like adding a little bit of pre-roll in front of what you're saying. So it could uh, look like this. You know, I know I should stay quiet and not say anything here, but this is something that's important to me. Or I really want to speak up here and there's part of me that is scared to say this. However, it's really important. Or I might be out of line here for bringing this up. However, it's really important to me that we discuss this. Or you can stick with a basic 101 pre-roll. I really want to interrupt here and share an opinion or share a perspective. Lean into whatever is on your mind and express that concern. This is a really courageous tool and it always causes miracles. And tip number four is to create a situational blueprint. So let's say your keep quiet saboteur was successful last time a scenario came up and it prevented you from speaking up when you really wanted to. Then I would suggest that you create a situational blueprint and come up with a plan of action for the next time that scenario shows up. Decide what you're going to say, how you're going to handle it, even literally like write it down on a post-it note. Because that scenario, trust me, it likely will. Growth opportunities have this uncanny way of popping up, just prairie dogging everywhere and they keep showing up until we learn the lesson or develop the skill, right? So think of the scenario, decide how you want to handle and then commit to yourself to speaking up the next time. All right, so I have two bonus tips here and these are good general all-purpose, just be a good human being tips, but they're a great reminder. First, don't make assumptions about what someone else is thinking or feeling. If you're curious or you have a strong inclination, then you could be curious and ask from a place of concern. But please resist the urge to tell someone else how they're feeling or what they are thinking. And then the second bonus tip is to 
own your actions. We are all going to screw up and we are all going to make mistakes. That's just a fact. This is just human design. This is how we learn. This is how we grow. So this is part of, I think, what really activates the, the Stay Quiet Saboteur is that it is really scared of screwing up and making a mistake and harming someone else. So if this happens and you do make a mistake, the best thing that you can do is to own it and own it quick, as quickly as possible. So you stop, drop, name it, and own it. Now I see the biggest disappointments that we have in other people aren't from that person making a mistake. It's the fact that the person made a mistake and then they tried to cover it up or blame others. That's, trust me, far more disappointing than just the mistake, all right? So here's a recap on those four key tips. One, use relationship design because you're an expert at it now. Two, ask permission. Three, presence your saboteurs. And four, create a situational blueprint. And then the two bonusers were one, please don't make assumptions about what someone else is thinking or feeling. And two, own your actions. It's okay to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Just own your mistake and own it quick. Okay, it's time to start wrapping up this episode on your Stay Quiet Saboteur. Now, if you're in Canada or the U.S., this is Black History Month, and it is a great, fantastic, fabulous opportunity to start that conversation that you've been thinking about having. Most of us have a Stay Quiet Saboteur. It's okay. We might not have even known about it until today, but now that you know better, as Maya Angelou says, when you know better, you do better. So now is the time for us, the opportunity to do better. So thanks for tuning in today and for learning about your Stay Quiet Saboteur. And I hope that you will take away a new understanding and that you will do things differently starting today. And I hope that you won't stay quiet about this episode. If you learned something today, if you had an aha moment, please share this episode with someone that you know or better yet, use this episode as an access point to start a discussion. You are a leader and you found yourself here today because you were meant to take action and your action will inspire others. And I'd like to wrap up with an Edmund Burke quote. It's a little bit dated because it references men, it excludes women. I'm guessing that women weren't invented yet at this point or something. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the liberty. I'm not going to stay quiet. I'm going to take the liberty of updating it for you. And I'm going to replace men with people. All right? Okay. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good people to do nothing. 